guys, welcome back to my podcast and monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today we're going to be talking about what inspires us. I'm going to be talking about who inspires me food-wise, my relationship with food, how my sister inspires me, and I'm also going to be telling you about the new cap I'm getting. Well, by the time you're hearing this, I've probably already got the cap. Ah, so excited. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. This episode is brought to you by Bin Verified. Help chip away at the uncertainty that comes with online dating and use binverified.com, a leading platform for online background searches and people search reports. With their powerful search tools and extensive database, you could easily gather information about potential dates, which may help you find peace of mind before taking that next step. You can never be too safe when it comes to dating. Get 20% off today to help take control of your dating game. Visit binverified.com podcast. Okay, I have something really, really exciting to share with you guys. So, last night, I was sitting, just doing fuck all my bed as usual. I literally went to bed at like 6pm, and then I got up at 9, had some dinner, went back straight back to bed. I don't I don't know what's going on with me at the minute. Life is very stagnant. I am doing it to myself, you know, I'm like I, I could make plans, I could go out with my friends, but I'm just I'm just quite enjoying not really doing much at all recently. And I'm spending a lot of time in the house. And I had kind of toyed with the idea, I've spoken about it before in this podcast, about how I wanted to get another cat for my cat Phil. I want my my little cat Phil to have a younger brother. I've talked about it so much, you know all my reasonings and stuff. Um and I was gonna wait because Phil's mum actually had another litter so I could have got Phil's like actual blood brother and I thought that would have been really really cute and I did want to get another ragdoll now this is such a like a fickle subject and I know it's wrong actually like I'm just gonna put my hands up I know what I'm doing is wrong and I should definitely not do it but at least I'm self-aware no it's actually terrible it's I, I hate saying this but like I know you should adopt and not shop there are a lot of animals that are in rescue centers that actually need rescued and I have rescued animals before my dog is a rescue and he's the best dog ever so you can really get some great animals from rescue centers however I live in London in a flat and they kind of well I I don't think I would feel comfortable with letting a cat outside in London like the roads are very busy there's a lot of people like things have got like my car has been broken into several times in my road and things have been stolen from it like people steal things in London it's just like it just happens I mean it happens in every city all over the place but like in Belfast we let my cats out on the road um my cats aren't like expensive cats for free the, the cats that we have at Belfast and we let them out in the road and they're fine and we, they like stay out for like two weeks at a time sometimes they love being outside and there's not many cars in my road and not, nothing has ever been stolen from my road in Belfast like it's very normal in the suburbs to let your cats outside however in London it's a bit different and I felt a bit grim getting a normal cat I'm making it an indoor cat because like they're not really supposed to be indoor cats just like the normal cats you get from like rescue centers like what are they called just like a domestic cat like a tabby cat or whatever however you know the like expensive ones that you can buy like the, the kind of pedigree bougie cats they are meant to be indoor cats and like I have Phil my cat who's a rag doll how many times can you say cat in one sentence and he is rag dolls are supposed to be indoor cats because of their temperament they're just very like laxadiesel is that a word 
I feel like that's a word. Um, they kind of just like roll under their back and like anyone, like if anyone approached them in a in a sort of threatening way, they would probably just roll under their back and let them like tickle their tummy. Like they really are just sh- like they're really really great cats. I love them so much because they're so just. Oh yeah, that's the word docile and away with the fairies, and they just don't care. So they're they're great indoor cats, and they're not very good defending themselves on the wild. Like they're just they they are like lap cats basically. So I, that's why I got a rag doll. It was like this time. Literally this time last year, I got a ragdoll, Phil, just because I thought it suited my lifestyle the best. I did feel quite bad about it because, you know, really shouldn't be adding to the whole breeding problem. I made sure that I didn't get him from anywhere like risky or anything. Not risky, um, dodgy. Because there's a lot of like horrible things in the UK. I'm sure everywhere. It was called like puppy farms. I'm sure you've heard about it. Basically, where like they like overbreed these animals so much and they keep them in horrible conditions just so that they can like pump out as many puppies and kittens as possible and then sell them on for loads so if you're ever ever gonna get like an expensive cat or a a pedigree dog or a pedigree cat please make sure that you do like your research into where you're getting it from and the breeder and like make sure you go to their house because basically when I was like 14 my dad um, my mum and dad we'd like been begging our whole lives for um, a dog and my mum and dad always said no and then I think I think I was no I think I was maybe like 12 and they finally said yes and my mum and dad had never bought a dog before obviously this was our first dog and they went on fucking gumtree on like the 23rd of December like the red flags here are just they're really red flagging you should never really get a puppy around Christmas time because any like really really good established breeder will not sell puppies at Christmas time because animals should not be gifts like you shouldn't well to be fair we we got our dog at Christmas time and we've kept the dog it's like seven years later and he's a great well he's okay I fucking hate him I'll get into that later like a lot of the time you know like shelters see a huge increase in their puppies after Christmas because people give them as gifts and then they realize they don't actually want a dog and it's a lot of hard work like having a dog is a literal fucking child like I'm not ready for a dog whatsoever like I'm not gonna get a dog until I actually have a child because like if I'm gonna have a child then I'm gonna like change my lifestyle for that child so then I may as well just get a dog as well so my dad like messaged this guy in Gumtree and it was like a wee cocker spaniel puppy for sale and the guy was like yeah well I actually live really far away from you so should we just meet halfway and my dad was like okay Okay, like where and he's like uh like a petrol station on the motorway so my dad on boxing day went to a petrol station on the motorway and picked up this puppy from a back the, the boot of a car so that was definitely a puppy farm like he, he, he didn't get to see the mum and dad like god knows the mum and dad could have been like riddled with disease we had no there was no like vaccinations done no microchips oh it's so bad but like my mum and dad had no idea Honestly, they should have done a bit of research, but they learned from their mistakes the next time we rescued a puppy and the next dog we got. But yeah, that's that's Odie, the Cocker Spaniel I have. If you if you watch my YouTube videos, you probably remember him. But I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend getting a Cocker Spaniel to anyone. I, they're such common dogs, Cocker Spaniels, but they're little shits. Like, they're so stubborn. They're really terrible on the lead. They are quite good to train, but like if you're gonna get if you're gonna go for like a family dog, get a fucking Labrador. Labradors are great dogs, or like a golden retriever. My favorite dog is a lurcher because I rescued a lurcher, and there's so many lurchers, um, in rescue centers and like kind of lurcher, grey, houndy type dogs, and they're like the nicest nature dogs in the world. I love them so much. Can't recommend them enough. But anyway. I made sure whenever I was getting Phil that this breeder was very, very good and it wasn't a... I'm sure that's a thing. If there's puppy farms, there's probably kitten farms. But I went to this person's house and it was like their family cat had had cats. I mean, they did breed it. Like, 
obviously they did braid it. It's a fucking rag doll. Uh, it didn't just like accidentally become pregnant. But the conditions were amazing and the kittens were literally treated like they were treated better than I'm treat I treat myself. Like the food that they have is like so expensive and everything. And Phil has turned out to be a fantastic little cat. Um, love him so much. However, I do want to get him a little brother. So as I said, I just thought it'd be easier to get him his actual blood brother. But the person, like the, the breeder that I got the cat off, and it means it's easiest as well, easier as well, because I don't have to like fully re- like not research, but like I know that this is a good breeder, and I know that she like doesn't treat her cats badly. But she's kind of like not replying to me, and the kittens were just born, so they're not going to be ready for like months, because I think you have to wait like three months for a cat to, until you can like actually p- go pick it up after it's born. And I wasn't really getting a lot of information and I was getting a little bit impatient because Phil just, I just feel like he like really needs a brother. I don't know why I had this feeling. So I was, I was kind of toying with the idea of maybe going online and trying to see if there was any rag dolls near me for sale. And I was talking to my producer of this podcast. He's called Ray. He's probably listening to this right now. And we were talking about Iceland because he had just been in Iceland and he was telling me about this. uh, Iceland like still has like a lot of mythology in its culture and they believe in these like Nordic gods. And one of them is called Loki or Loki. I thought it was Loki, but apparently it's Loki. L-O-K-I. And we were talking about it and I didn't really think anything of it, but that was like the first time I've really... the word Loki has come out of my mouth I haven't spoken about that before I think I've read it somewhere but I've never spoken about it and then that evening I went home and I just I just went on Pets for Home that's like the website I find my breeders on and it's really important that you like find the ones that are like registered to is it GCCO like you'll you'll see you'll know when it's like a really legit breeder because they're a little bit more expensive and they have like every bit of information you would ever need they're all registered like proper cats like registered and there was this little rag doll for sale wee boy he's a grey point so my cat at the minute is like a flame point Phil so he's like mostly white but he's got little bits of ginger like around his face and his paws and his tail and I kind of I didn't want to get the exact same as Phil because I want them to like look a bit different and I found this one and he he was like a blue point so he's got like grey around his face and he's got little grey mittens and a grey tail oh my god so cute and guess what his name was Lockie and I thought there's no way like this is some sort of sign like this this could like I don't know. It just seemed all a bit too coincidental. And I was like, oh, okay. If I, if like, I'm not really a big, like, it's a sign person. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I believe in like manifestation and stuff, but like, I, okay, yeah, I don't really believe in any of that stuff. But like, I was like, that's, that surely that cannot be real. So I messaged them and that was last night and they replied this morning and they said, yeah, you can come pick him up today. So I'm going to pick him up. I mean, I really should go visit him first, but like I've fallen in love with him. They sent me loads of videos of him. They sent me photos of the mum and dad. He's like fully vaccinated, microchip registered. He's 14 weeks old. So he's like even older than like, you usually get them at around 12 weeks, but he's a little bit older, which is quite nice. He's fully litter trained. All his brother and sisters have gone. Bless him. He's been the only one left. And kind of a bad time but anyway I'm going to their house tonight as well so like I'll get to meet him before I pick him up and if I don't like him then I won't I mean it's a cat of course I'm gonna fucking like him I love cats they're my favorite thing in the entire world so yeah I'm going tonight I spent all morning like going to all the shops and getting the right food because they sent me all the food like it's a legit breeder because they sent me screenshots of all the food he gets and it's the fucking most bougie food ever I spent like 300 pounds getting things for this cat I think because my mum's like a I don't know I I feel like every kind of catholic mum's like this like when you get a pet they're like oh it'll fucking eat whatever like animals were meant to eat grass back in the day do you know what I mean like my mum's very much a 
they survived outside before, like that their ancestors survived outside so they can sleep outside tonight. Like that's what my mum's like. So like our cats never got, or, or, or even our dogs, I don't think, they, we, they just get the most like bog standard kibble. Like my mum is not spending a lot of money on my animals' food and they're completely fine. And they're completely healthy as well. But because of that, I've kind of like adopted that from my mum. Like I know that Phil is a bougie cat and I did spend a lot of money on him, but I'm just like, it's a fucking cat. Like, I, I know someone, my ex-boyfriend actually, he had a dog. He still has a dog, obviously. But he spent like so much money on getting this dog, this organic food. It's like a subscription. It comes to his house every month. It's got like pumpkin, potatoes, gravy, like everything's organic, Oh, like grass-fed lamb, grass-fed chicken. It literally looks nicer than my food, the food that this dog gets. And I just think that's ridiculous. Maybe I mean it's obviously nice because he clearly loves his dog, but I'm just like that's ridiculous. Like my mum would, my mum would never. My mum would be shocked at what the kind of food that this dog gets. So I just give my cat the bog standard food, and he's completely healthy. But maybe I, yeah, maybe I should start giving them more bougie food. But I decided like I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a bit more money on my cat's food now, um, because I'm getting two, and I just feel like this, this cat's obviously used. To, the one that I'm getting is obviously used to eating the most bougie food ever. So I don't want to like all, all of a sudden put him on like. Felix cat food that you get from Tesco's and him like turn his nose up and want to go home so I'm adapting slightly because I'm getting another cat so I spent a lot of money getting this cat's food I got him like a new bed I got him a new litter tray because apparently you have to give them different litter trays so another reason that I was like oh fuck it I'll just get another cat is because I know someone who has two cats and they're brothers and they fight the bit out and they're like they were literally from the same litter so I was like oh like I thought if I got two like blood brothers that they would get on even better than if they weren't blood brothers but apparently they just kind of fight more which kind of makes sense because like me and my sister fight the bit out whereas like me and my best friend don't so that maybe I want them to be more like best friends fill in this new cat instead of brothers but yeah I'm I'm kind of like torn on the name I haven't named him yet I'm not going to keep it as lucky because I don't really like that name that much it doesn't I don't think it sounds that nice with my accent but and I and I also kind of want to keep the theme of like 50 year old white man name like I don't know why but I like it. it's like Phil like Phil's Philip is such a little white man name and I, I quite like it I think it's funny calling cats that so I was thinking something like Stephen or Colin or maybe Bob I quite like Bob. That's my papa's name. And I don't know if he'd be offended if I called a cat after him because he doesn't really like cats. So like currently I'm, I'm debating between Stephen and Colin and Bobby. So anyway, please send in any name suggestions you have because I actually, when I first got Phil, I called him Richard for like a week. And then my friend came around and was like, mm, he is so not Richard. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And then I, I changed his name to Phil. So like I am open to changing names. So even if I put if I put this podcast out like next week and I've named him something, if you guys send me a really, really good name suggestion, then I will be very tempted to change it. Like I'd, it's a cat. Cats do not know their names. Actually, no, they don't. They just know like like the intonation of which you would say their name. But also speaking of cats, I just really like like, the way that it's made my life having cats like having my own responsibility because I just feel like I in my last podcast if you listen to it you would clearly see that I don't take any responsibility for myself like I don't do anything I don't eat properly I care I just don't take care of myself properly like I I do not see myself as something I have to be responsible for whereas like my cat like I'm constantly cuddling him I'm I'm feeding him everything I'm getting him new treats like I just like I love having something to be responsible for like I love 
not like so before I had Phil like if I would go out there was nothing that I had to really come home for so like I could stay over at my friends or I could go see a boy in a different city and stay there for a couple nights you know what I mean I didn't really like have any responsibility whereas now I actually have a responsibility and I really like it and I feel like it actually has like tamed me a lot because I actually have to like go home and feed this thing like this thing is alive because of me and I actually really like having that responsibility so I'm really excited to have another one and just grow my little family I do think I should probably stop after this one because like I don't want to become a complete crazy cat lady but I do I don't know I think it's like it's honestly a bit of a personality trait having a cat I really enjoy it so yeah I would say my cat inspires me to live a better, more like wholesome life, a bit more responsible life. And I thought today we could kind of talk about like what else inspires us. I asked you guys on Instagram as well and I thought I could tell you some things that inspire me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, I want to talk about, like, I don't know, fashion, inspiration, like, maybe like, social media people who have inspired me, actors, famous people, people in my life who have inspired me. So I wanted to start off with influencers. Basically, I was like the biggest YouTube stan in the world when I was younger. Like I was obsessed with YouTube and like these girls I used to watch inspired me. They were, I didn't really watch a lot of British YouTube. Like I see all these like TikToks all the time about like, I don't know, Dan and Phil. Is that their names? Like they're like proper like British OG YouTubers. I mean, I watched Zoella, but that was it. Like I was very much an American you like I, I grew up in Tanamosha like I was obsessed with her I was obsessed with like Swede Brooks I don't even know if you would know these people like it, it was from a long time ago I'm sure some of you do know who these people are but like I just used to be obsessed with these people like the reason I went vegan I always say like oh it was because I watched a documentary it wasn't it was because I was obsessed with this girl called Swede Brooks and she went vegan um and she had like she was just like such she, I think she was from like Vegas and she was such like a party girl even though she was like 14 and she would just eat these little salads and she was like so I don't know I, I was just obsessed with her she really inspired me she was really cool like and actually to be fair she still is quite cool I saw like paparazzi pictures this summer of her like on a boat with Drake and I was like that's my girl I don't think she's vegan anymore but I, I went vegan because of her so shout out to Swede Brooks but then I think there was a big trend back in the day to go vegan in a healthy way like I I wouldn't recommend going vegan if you think it's like a healthy thing because it's actually quite hard to be healthy and be vegan, I find anyway. Like, a, a lot of my meals are quite heavy and, like, I I, I'm, I'm, I eat healthy. But, like, I just don't think, like, if you're trying to, like, gym and be really healthy, like, it's hard to get protein without eating, like, chicken and eggs and stuff. Like, I think, like, I obviously think chicken and eggs are, like, really 
quite vital if you're trying to be healthy. Whereas like, I struggled to get protein. So instead, I just kind of get my calories from pasta and bread. Like I eat quite a heavy carbohydrate thing, which isn't unhealthy whatsoever. But I just, I think there's like a weird narrative where people think that if you go vegan, you're going to be healthy. And I think people think it's because you, all you eat is like salads and smoothies, but that is absolutely not sustainable. And I think that's like kind of, I think I went vegan initially because I wanted to be like this, this girl, Sweet Brooks was like six foot, one she's probably not she's probably like five nine but she's just like really tall on the internet everyone looks taller on the internet don't they she just like seems so tall and like a victoria's secret supermodel and this was back in the day when like tumblr was a big thing and i was like i want to look like that when i'm older so i went vegan and like she inspired me to go vegan but like i kind of quickly learned that like it's it's not it's not sustainable to eat like that and like it's i don't know it's not a good idea to go vegan because you're healthy but something that inspires me now when it comes to like eating and food obviously I'm so inspired by everything I see online about food like I love watching cooking videos so much I love binging with Babish I love Claire Saffitz from oh my god what's it called that kitchen thing basically like any like food youtuber I'm obsessed with I'm really obsessed with this like series from this channel called a bite to eat and it's like if you ever have you ever watched worth it from BuzzFeed and they try like three of the same cuisines at three different price points uh, it's the guy from that. I, I, I've always been obsessed with this guy like for years. He's called Andrew. And it, there's now this new YouTube channel called A Bite to Eat. And they talk uh, like there's like four people and they talk about like different ways that they use like different ingredients. So like they'll get like, I don't know, like they'll have truffle for one week and they'll all talk about four, four different recipes and four ways like in their cultures, how they use truffle or... I don't know, sometimes it's like tomatoes. I don't know, I find it really, really interesting. I'm really, really inspired by stuff like that. I mean, I don't even cook that much, but I feel like I just have a lot of knowledge about cooking. Anyway, someone that inspires me a lot with eating is my sister. My sister is vegan. She's been vegetarian, I think, like, almost, like, her whole life. Like, I think maybe since she was, like, 12, she's been vegetarian. And I used to be a big, big meat eater. Like, I was like obsessed with meat and it's like all I ate and I used to like hate vegetarians I don't know I used to always take the piss out of my sister I used to be like oh you're so like so vegetarian like as if it was like a diss obviously I don't do that anymore because I did go vegan but my sister has like a really really great relationship with food and I don't yeah I think I have quite a bad relationship with food like it's not incredible like I definitely and I don't stop myself from eating a lot but I have like really really horrible thoughts like after I eat a lot of the time like I'll eat a completely normal amount of food in one day and I will cry myself to sleep because of how much I eat when it's completely completely normal and it's not it's not affecting my like my eating habits at all I eat a great amount like I just I maintain the same way like I'm at my natural weight like I've been at this weight for years I don't know I've had like my bloods done and I'm completely healthy everything but it's just like I've never had I think maybe because I was younger and like when I was like obsessed with like, all those like Victoria's Secret supermodels and stuff I kind of developed like a bad relationship with food from then and I never quite like like got over I, I mean I got over it like physically but just mentally I've just always had like really really bad thoughts about eating and it kind of comes and goes and it's it also kind of tied in with like my body image because I've said before like I, I mean I think it's a very very common thing for girls that have like body dysmorphia like I will not see myself like I'll look in the mirror and see something completely different but it also like comes in waves like sometimes I'll look in the mirror and be like ah slay and then sometimes I'll like see a photo of myself and I'm like oh I'm fucking disgusting so like I think that those thoughts come along with that and like so, I don't know I, do, I don't like having those thoughts I don't ha think I've got a great relationship with food and I have like very much like safe foods that I'll eat like I pretty much eat the exact same thing every day because I know that I don't feel like horrible after I eat that and then if I try to switch it up then I'll feel really guilty that night and stuff which is honestly like a whole other I could get into like a whole 
podcast about that. However, someone that inspires me to like not think like that is my sister. And I actually don't know because I've never had like a conversation with my sister about like her relationship with food. So you never know. She could be the exact same as me. But from what I can tell, she just like, she, well, she eats vegan, but she just fuels herself and she eats such great food for you. And she eats like in abundance. And I don't know, like she's got fucking banging body and she eats like so much just good, healthy food. And I don't know. I just think my sister's relationship with food and like the way she like experiments with different things. She has fun with food and she sees it as like a really, really positive thing. And she doesn't look at it as if it's like a, I don't know. I guess sometimes I have like a bad connotation with food and it just like, you have to fucking eat. So like, why not have fun with it? And why not feel good about it? And like, I I just like, I, I think my sister's relationship with food really inspires me. And I really, really like watching her cooking videos. She does a lot of cooking videos on TikTok and she does what I eat in a day on TikTok. Because I think there's also like a lot of toxic things on TikTok mostly obviously it's like the only like social media I really use these days is TikTok there's a lot of like what I eat in a days and there's like a really like horrible side of TikTok where it shows like all these like really like skinny models doing a what I eat in a day and I don't understand I'm perhaps not interested all the time because I don't want to fucking see it but then every time it comes on my free page I have to watch the full one and it's like these people eating they, they will show every single thing they eat in a day and it's like it's not enough whatsoever and it's so like upsetting to see because the people on TikTok are so impressionable like I would say it's like younger people but no it's not like I'm 21 and I feel like I'm still so impressionable with everything I see on TikTok so to see like my sister showing her what I eat in a day and she actually eats like a like a really healthy amount and like she I don't know she doesn't seem like ashamed by it at all not that she should be ashamed but you know what I mean like I just think there's this like thing on TikTok where everyone's like how healthy can I be like all I, I wake up in the morning and I eat like a bowl of fruit and a green juice and then for lunch I have a yogurt like it's so like that and yeah I think I, I don't really like that at all but it's everywhere I've also been seeing this thing about like Bella Hadid because she actually kind of I'm just going to talk about how she inspires me but there's this whole thing on TikTok at the minute it's like my whole for you page is that she posts eating like junk food on her TikTok so that people like don't give her hate for her weight so if you don't know like Bella Hadid, I mean, I'm sure you fucking know who Bella Hadid is. She's a model, a supermodel. And she is, she's very, very, very skinny, obviously. If you haven't seen a photo of her, you can look her up. She is very, very thin. And she posts a lot on her TikTok about her eating pizza. And she like gets paparazzi pictures eating pizza or she'll eat like a piece of cake on her TikTok. And it's just like a TikTok of her eating all these like different cakes and stuff. And there's a whole like thing, like a whole like not trend, but it's like a big topic that people are talking about recently on TikTok is like people like that who do that, but they're not like it's it's like damaging in a way. I don't really like obviously I get it because let's be fucking for real here, girls. These supermodels are not eating pizza and cake and it's completely normal to eat pizza and cake. I eat fucking pizza like three times a week. It's the best thing ever. However, like it is a weird phenomenon people show and people are saying like oh like whenever I had an eating disorder and stuff I would make a point of showing people all the junk food that I get and like not actually eat any like it's like a whole facade that you put on whenever you don't have a great relationship with food or you're not eating enough that you show off how much you're eating in a way it's it's a really complex thing and I feel like I'm not explaining it properly but I have been seeing a lot on TikTok and it is really really interesting because like you know for a fact she doesn't have like this crazy fucking metabolism because there's a lot of people but even I know that just have a, an amazing metabolism and they can eat the like biggest amount of junk food ever and they just cannot put on weight. It's like my boyfriend, well, my ex-boyfriend, for example, he has a really crazy metabolism and he cannot put on weight for the for the like life of him. And he'll eat so much and be like, oh, all I want to do is put on weight. And I'm like, oh my God, 
I fucking wish. But like, I don't think because we've seen with a lot of like, I don't know, Bella Hadid's been famous for a very long time. A lot of people have seen like this dramatic weight change. And at the same time, I'm like, it's no one else's business apart from hers. Like, who the fuck are we to comment on this person that we don't even know's weight? I think it's like a really like, it is a bit like chronically online of us. Like the people on TikTok, I think a lot of people on TikTok are chronically online to be like commenting on, oh, like, well, she's lost lost so much weight and now she's posting that she eats pizza. Like, this is so fucking damaging. And I know it is damaging to people and like, but... Like, it, when you're signing up for, like, social media, you need to be aware that you're going to be exposed to a lot of things. And I know that her position comes with a lot of influence as well, so she has a certain responsibility as well. But, I don't know, it's a whole fickle thing, that whole, like, what I eat in a day and, like, super what supermodels eat in a day on TikTok. But I don't know, I really, I think my sister inspires me to eat, like, a really, like, healthy diet and she, like, makes me feel inspired to have a good relationship with food. So, go Emma. I love my sister. I should definitely get her on the podcast. I think that'd be so fun. We actually filmed a YouTube video the other day together, so keep an eye out for that. But yeah, no, I, I think my sister's very inspiring. She's also like, what she did with her uni experience, I thought was really, really inspiring. She basically went from school straight to uni. Me, my sister and my dad are like quite mouthsy. Like we used to like love mouths in school. My brother, not so much, but me, my sister and my dad, very, very mouthsy. And she did maths A-level. And then decided to go to Liverpool Uni to do Mars, which is like a really great uni. Like the uni uni of Liverpool is like a Russell Grip uni, I'm pretty sure. So she got in for Mars, which is pretty impressive. And then she went, she did it for like three months and then was like, oh my fucking God, like this is like so hard. She developed like a lot of anxiety because of it and um, had to drop out. So she came home, she worked for like six months and then she went traveling on her own. She just went traveling around Asia on her own, met a boy when she was in Asia and then moved to Australia with him. She didn't know anyone. I'm sorry, like the balls that that fucking takes. You could could not pay me money to go traveling on my own. And I'm really, really inspired by people who actually do that because like I've told you guys how I fucking struggle to go to the shop on my own. But like people actually like go traveling with just a backpack on their backs around Asia. And it's incredible. And I like... I would love to be that kind of person, but I'm just not. I'm such like a homebody, like not a homebody, like obviously my home's in Belfast, but like I just love being in a house all cuddled up on a sofa with like a full fridge of food right beside me. Like I don't want to have, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm not that kind of gal. And I find it really, really inspiring that she did that. And then she she lived in Australia. No, for two years. She lived in Australia for two years. Came back again and then was like, actually, you know what? I do want to go to uni. And she's like a quite a mature student. She's 24. I think she was 23 when she went back to uni actually which is like quite again ballsy because like going into uni like most people are going to be 18 like a lot of the freshers are 18 and she decided to go back to uni to a new city again where she knew not one person like did this whole new degree it was fashion marketing which is like not something she's used to because she did like I'm pretty sure she did chemistry French and maths at A level I know she's in her last year of her course of doing fashion marketing she lives with people that she's never met before which again I couldn't do but like she's literally just doing this so that she can get her degree which I find so inspiring I find anyone that goes to university so inspiring because like that's a lot of fucking motivation that you need and I know it's like you kind of fucking have to if you want to like like live in this society you kind of a lot of the time you need a degree to get a job but like it's a lot of motivation like just you like for yourself like for your future like you're doing this degree for yourself and like getting up every single day and going to all those lectures and like handing in your assignments I think it's really fucking impressive I will never get over people who go to uni I think it's like so normalized but I think it's really cool oh 
guys i'm scrolling through my instagram replies now because like i i, I always at the end like go through what you guys are saying and see who inspires you and so many people said me and i just feel like you're lying <laughs> but like okay wait the one thing that i will say that i think that i have inspired some people in, in my life to do is i've talked about it a lot on my podcast how i've well actually the thing is I feel like it's a bit hypocritical in my podcast because a lot of the time all I fucking do is complain on my podcast but I feel like it's like a safe space for me and you to just vent whereas like in real life I don't do this like I do not sit and speak to any of my friends for this long like I'm not I, I let my fr- in real life I love asking people questions like I ask people like a lot of the time to just speak and I feel like if you've ever seen me do a video on YouTube on like someone else's channel a lot of the time I just ask people questions because i find it more comfortable just to like be a listener than to speak whereas I feel like this is a safe space and sometimes I do complain a bit on this however I have spoken about how in real life I've been trying to incorporate that whole like mantra of not complaining or like not being like oh I fucking wish you went to this restaurant instead like like saying things when it's like not actually going to do anything and all you're doing is like putting out like negative energy into the world and it's just not really good for you at all oh and I've definitely been implementing that into my life and a lot of people, like, so my ex-boyfriend, he stopped, like, he stopped complaining as much. Not even complaining, just like, okay, if you were cooking dinner and you realised that you didn't get any salt and you were supposed to get the salt, you're like, oh, fuck's sake, I should have got salt at the shop. Okay, like, w- there's no point in saying that. If you want salt, go on your phone, order it on Zap or, like, go walk to the shop. But, like, sitting there, like, putting out that negative energy is not good. And I, it's such a small thing, but you don't realise that you do it as much as you actually do. Like, I, you'll, you'll realise it now I've said it like you're gonna you, you will like catch yourself on doing it so much but yeah I feel like my ex-boyfriend stopped doing it as much and Lewis stopped doing it as much we went to this Prada rave the other night which was it's rave who knew that like these fashion designers did raves but anyway not complaining <laughs> we got there and the queue was crazy to be fair it was like all the way like round the block but we got in the queue anyway and I think Lewis like went to say something like to complain and then he was like oh actually nope doesn't matter like no point in complaining and I was like I did that I feel like I kind of like maybe I did it maybe he's just like implementing this whole mantra in his life like on his own but I feel like I have inspired that in some way like I feel I really I really believe I have inspired some people to stop doing that as much maybe maybe I've inspired some of you guys to stop doing that to stop like what, what would you even call that like just like saying negative things when it's not going to change anything Maybe I've inspired some of you guys to stop doing that, so let me know if I have, because I think it's a really, really great thing in life. I feel like I was talking about Bella Hadid in quite a negative way, actually, but I really, really, really like Bella Hadid. I think she inspires me a lot, just the way she, like, carries herself. I feel like she's very kind and, like, has a lot of compassion, and and anything I've heard from people that have met her seem, seem to say she's really, 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 really lovely, and, like... You don't have to be lovely. Like, there's a lot of celebrities that I've maybe... Yeah, I feel like I've met people who just, are, like, have no time for you. And sometimes I'm like, oh, they don't need to. It's like, Rihanna. Like, if Rihanna, like, slapped me in the face, if I asked for a photo, I'd be like, you can do that. Like, you're a celebrity. Like, you can do whatever you want. But, like, I just feel like Bella D, like, she could be a bitch if she wanted to. And she, people would still be a big fan of her. But she actually seems very, 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 very nice. And I, I just like the way she carries herself. I think her kindness is, like, really inspiring. Okay, someone said Pinterest and I'm kind of like going to group that in as like a media thing. I mean, I love Pinterest so much. I think it inspires me so much. I love going scrolling for hours on Pinterest, like more for like physical things or like just like even things to do. Like I like like pictures of like picnics and stuff on Pinterest and I hair colors, clothes, makeup, like 
photo shoots, just anything. I think it's also like inspiring on Pinterest. I really, really like using it. I think like TV shows as well. I'm trying to think of like TV shows that I'm, like I find inspiring. I watched a TV show the other day, not on TV show, a movie, and it's called Luckiest Girl Alive, and it's by Mila Kunis, and I fucking loved it so much. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix big trigger warning I feel like they should not do enough trigger warnings on that but um it's basically about a girl who like was like raped and came out how she overcame it and I think I don't know I thought it was very 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 inspiring and I really enjoyed it but it's it's interesting actually because I watched it with my ex-boyfriend and he's like this makes me so uncomfortable like I don't like this and I was like "Mm, I think that shows what's wrong with the world because I think it's very inspiring and I really enjoyed it um what else have I found inspiring another thing I find really inspiring is sex in the city you're probably gonna be like, what the fuck? And I haven't even like actually watched like the series of Sex in the City. And I actually think it's a bit problematic because one time I was doing my deep dives into things. I love doing a deep dive on Google. Like that's my favorite thing to do in the evening. And I was doing my deep dive on Sex in the City and there's actually a few like scandals around Sex in the City. So I'm not saying that I love it. However, I want that lifestyle. I watched the movie the other day. I love the Sex and the City movies. I think they're really, really funny. They're just like an easy watch. I just love like shitty films. I think it's so like fulfilling. It just makes me feel good after. Like obviously I love a good film. Like that Luckiest Girl Alive is good film. But Sex and the City is just like, it just makes me feel happy. And I just want to live that lifestyle. Like there's so, there, there's a part of me that's like someday I will move to New York and just be like this little, I don't know, this little fashion rich girl running around New York. Like I want to do that. I will never do that. I've got two cats now and a house. So that's just be completely irresponsible of me. But it inspires me. I just want, I think I want to be like that. Like when I'm a mum when I'm older because like a lot like they all have like their own careers but are still like their support group is their best friends not their like husband and they spend a lot of time with their friends and they're very successful in their own careers and I don't know that's what I want to be like when I'm older it always inspires me okay right I'm gonna run off now because time is ticking and I need to go prepare for my new kitten oh my god I'm so excited in the next podcast I'm gonna tell you all about my new kitten and how he settles in kind of nervous because like what if they get in fights and stuff but no I'm sure they won't I bet you they're gonna be best friends okay I'll update you next week love you bye Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia. Olivia.